This is a cautionary tale that nobody is ever bigger than the machine. Consider the Montreal Screwjob, where Bret Hart found himself victim to corporate scheming. After the event, everyone expected Bret to become a megastar. There was so much sympathy for him. But no, it was the other way round. The WWF came back stronger than ever. Or how about CM Punk's angry departure in 2014? Despite his massive popularity, WWE didn't falter in his absence. Even when Vince McMahon himself was forced to retire from his own business, the drum carried on beating stronger than ever. No matter the size of the superstar or the personality, the WWE machine never stops. In 1999, there was no superstar as popular as Stone Cold Steve Austin. When the glass broke and the music hit, the fans' cheers were deafening. Even in the Attitude Era, where everyone was over with the crowd, Austin stood above everyone else in terms of popularity. Austin 316 was everywhere. On signs, on t-shirts, on posters, wrestling fans couldn't wait to show allegiance to the Rattlesnake. And he came about at exactly the right time. After years of heroic, boring baby faces, here was a straight talking, no nonsense, take no prisoners anti hero that fit the modern age perfectly. And nobody held Austin in higher esteem than Vince McMahon. McMahon had suffered in the mid-90s with the intense competition from WCW. He was on the brink of disaster, but with a huge attitude adjustment to the product, he turned the ship around, and Stone Cold was a massive part of that turnaround. Austin reached the peak of the mountain. Nobody's ever even surpassed him in the decades since. But by 2001, he decided to turn heel. And it was a misplaced turn because nobody wanted to hate the rattlesnake. The moment that Austin aligned with Mr. McMahon after his match against The Rock in 2001 was a bad way to end one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time. Looking back on it now, more than 20 years later, we can remember heel Austin for at least providing us with some laugh-out-loud moments, but at the time, the fans just weren't ready for a heel version of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin himself actually wanted the heel turn to happen and he lobbied for it. After a few years in the character, he wanted to try something new. In 2001, he was basically bored. The heel turn was Austin's attempt to make the character fresh again, but it was a disaster. The fans didn't want to hate the rattlesnake, and so he had to turn back babyface. But the heel turn did a whole load of damage to Steve Austin. He was never the same again. Vince McMahon no longer considered Austin to be the number one superstar on the roster, and he tried to move him down the card. And Austin wasn't happy with that at all, but things had changed since the last time. He was a good guy. In the past, Austin might have tried to evolve the character again in some way, maybe move to a different wrestling promotion. But in 2002, that was no longer an option. The WWF was the only game left in town. And Austin had reached his final form. He couldn't change gimmick now. He was the most famous wrestler on the planet. Everyone knew who he was. 2002 was the year that everything changed for Austin. After turning back into a good guy, he had the chance to wrestle Hollywood Hogan at WrestleMania 18. But that was a dream match that just never happened. Austin thought that Hogan was years past his prime and didn't believe he'd be able to drag 
a half-decent match out of the man. So Vince McMahon shrugged his shoulders and went with the next biggest thing, which was Hogan versus The Rock. For WrestleMania 18, Stone Cold eventually agreed to wrestle Scott Hall. Inexplicably, McMahon actually wanted Austin to lose to him, which, naturally, Austin vetoed immediately. In fact, it was suggestions like this from McMahon that really started to wind Austin up. McMahon hadn't asked him to lose to anybody for years, and especially not these washed-up jabronis from WCW, but at least Austin had some respect for Hogan and his achievements in the business. The same couldn't be said about Scott Hall. Austin told McMahon that signing Hall was going to be a big mistake and that his substance abuse issues would soon come catching up to him like they always did. And Austin was correct, that is exactly what would happen down the line. At WrestleMania 18, Austin's match with Scott Hall was pointless. Austin had main-evented WrestleManias going back five years, but this match was halfway down the card, and there was no clearer sign of how far Austin's stock had fallen. Austin pinned Hall in less than 10 minutes before storming out of the company. The night after WrestleMania on Raw, Austin no-showed much to the disappointment of the fans. Both Vince McMahon and Ric Flair both made references to his absence during their promos. Austin decided to avoid the risk of being sued by McMahon and came back for the April 1st episode of Raw, but he was still deeply unhappy. When fans logged on to the online web show Bite This on May the 31st, 2002, they were surprised at just how candid Austin's comments were. When asked for his thoughts about the WWF's creative output at the time, he said, To be honest with you, the whole thing sucks. I'm not happy with the direction Stone Cold is going, and I'm not happy with the direction the whole company is going. I think the writing has been pretty substandard. Austin went on to say that he hadn't been happy since before WrestleMania. When the interviewer asked him what he thought of the WWF's newest invention, the brand extension, Austin poured scorn on that idea as well, saying that the company could have done without it. Austin had been embroiled in the same old renegade versus boss feud that we'd all become bored of years ago, except now the feud was between Austin and Ric Flair, rather than Austin and Vince McMahon. To be fair to Vince McMahon, he did realise Austin's frustrations, and in order to give him something fresh and new to do, they started a programme between him and surefire future main eventer, Eddie Guerrero. I think this could have been an absolutely thrilling feud if it had ever managed to get off the ground. Unfortunately, it never had the chance. Behind the scenes, Austin had reached the end of his rope with the company. 2002 saw the rapid ascent of Brock Lesnar, who had been dubbed the next big thing. The powers that be wanted Lesnar to face Austin in a King of the Ring qualifying match on the June 10th episode of Raw, but that match would never actually happen. Austin's final breaking points came through a phone call from his friend Jim Ross. JR delivered the news to Austin that he was going to be on the losing end to Lesnar during that King of the Ring qualifier. Austin was being asked to lose to Lesnar 
on free TV, which was a prospect that really rubbed him up the wrong way. In Austin's eyes, the idea of such a monumental match without any build-up was a wasted opportunity. They wanted me to fly down to Atlanta for Monday Night Raw and put over Brock Lesnar. The night before, I was working in Columbus, Georgia, working with Ric Flair in a cage, so of course I didn't show up because it wasn't time for me to do the favours yet for Brock in an unadvertised match in a tournament star TV match, whereas, hey man, I love Brock Lesnar, I'd lose to him any day of the week, but build it up so we can all make money off of it and it's gonna mean something. Austin would distance himself from WWE for the remainder of 2002 and he wasted time sat at home watching the sunset years of his career ticking away. And WWE were not shy about spotlighting his sudden departure, they were all over him. Vince McMahon was clearly very bitter about the entire situation. He famously branded Austin's decision as an act of a petulant child. In one promo, he proclaimed that Austin had taken his ball and gone home. They dedicated an entire episode of Confidential to burying Austin. They went into great detail about how he'd abandoned the company and WWE even removed his profile from their website. They stopped selling his merchandise and even stopped featuring him in the intro to their television shows. Austin would eventually return to the company, but not until early 2003, after JR reached out to his old friend. This marked the beginning of Austin's final WWE run, which culminated at WrestleMania 19 with a loss to The Rock. But returning to WWE wasn't without its consequences for Austin. When he returned to the business, he was summoned to McMahon's office. It resulted in Austin receiving a substantial fine for his extended absence, which McMahon viewed as a betrayal to the fans. Later, Austin would reveal that McMahon had almost made him pay $650,000. However, after some negotiation, Austin managed to get this figure down to just $250,000. In the end, Austin walking out only harmed him and his career because WWE just carried on as always. The whole situation just goes to prove that no individual is greater than WWE. From the person who tightens the ring ropes to the most popular superstar of all time, nobody is bigger than the machine.